At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Hey y'all, this is Porch Talk. My name is Bo Adams and I am going to play a song for you that I'm in the process of writing. So uh, some of it might change. Thank you. 
trying to put one foot in front of the other, work as much as I can, and get to Memphis as soon as I can. There you go. And I want to introduce the rest of the cast. Uh, Daniel Sharp, played Hello. lead. I'm Daniel Sharp. We're broadcasting from the island. Uh, last time we did a podcast here was a little over a year ago. Uh, mm -hmm. Porch talk right over across the... We're in the big house now, though. The big house on the island. There you go. And Ben Hardy on those drums. <laughs> if you don't uh, be careful, Daniel will talk for about 45 minutes straight. I know. <laughs> <laughs> or I will say nothing for 45 minutes and make faces. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, just to open this up, this episode, at least the beginning of it, it's about Bo. So, Bo, who are you? Where are you from? Uh, originally from Oxford, Mississippi, just up the road north of here, and um, grew up on the panhandle of Florida. Um, I um, have lived all over the country, and um, at this point have moved around a bunch in the last couple years, and and um, had some great experiences, had some bad experiences, and, um, and I like to write about it when I can. And... Um, I've uh, got a lot of pain in my music right now, but um, but I'm coming out of that, and I'm slowly working myself uh, back into who I know I can be. Right on, brother. And so, originally from Oxford, how did Ben and Daniel get into your life? Uh, Daniel and I met in Oxford and started playing music together, what, like 25 years ago-ish? Let's, let's call it 
18, just <laughs> And I don't want to do the math, but I will. Yeah. Real quick, let's see. Were you working? Okay, at, yeah, you, you were, were working at Blinds. You were pretty close. You were real close <laughs> that. I'm not going to call it, but you. But it's not 25, but it was like 24.5. All right. But, uh, yeah, I was working at uh, Blind, <clears throat> Blind Gems, which was a restaurant bar uh, on the square. We had one of a couple of... Uh, you know verandas out there uh overlooking the square <clears throat> and i also played music there and <clears throat> bo and i gravitated together because he played music uh around town and the exacting moment of our meeting what was that <clears throat> per, think, as your memory serves i think it was like you you might have actually waited on my table and we just got to talking. It was like, hey, I play music, you play music. That's right. We should that's, get together. That's right. I waited on a table full full of you guys, of you guys and girls. And you and I started talking. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah, I think I was in there with my roommate and some and some of the boys. Yeah, and I was maybe I had was doing a show there or something and we just talked about something and I said, Well you ought to come play. Yeah. And uh maybe we practiced, maybe we didn't. <laughs> uh but the PA was there. We did a blind gym show. Um and, uh, you know, Eric Deaton played with us on a couple of occasions, played bass, and he also worked at the bar. You know, that's how I knew him. He was, okay. like, working, the, I think he was working in the back some. I don't, I, I sorry, Eric, I, I don't remember that. I don't remember him playing bass with us. Yeah, well. I'm sure he did. I mean, you, I mean it's been I'm, 25 years. Yeah, it's, well, it's, I think, you know, it sticks minute. out in my mind because there's a bunch of, I always carried my Pentax K1000 around. That's a 35-millimeter Vietnam-era camera. And I have a whole bunch of, and you've seen a couple of those photographs last time you were around. I have a bunch of photographs of, of all of the iterations of of uh, Blind Gems and all the musicians, so we can go back and mine that. I'd love to see that. But, uh, I, you know, I carried a backpack and I had that Pentax in it. And I didn't have a flash, strangely enough, because so, I was not advanced enough to know what, how to use a flash. Or maybe I didn't like Someone, them. Somebody's here. So I would use uh, natural light and open the f-stop all the way up. And there's some groovy, groovy, because there's plenty of light there. It's really cool pictures. Blind Gems, yes. So that's how we started playing at Blind Gems, and then we started writing songs together, and uh, just a fast friendship. And Moon Pie Curtis was right in the middle of that mix with us at that mm -hmm. time. He also played at Blind Gems with us. You know, we had a, we didn't know it, but we kind of had a posse. You know. You find it strange that it was called Blind Gems? No, no. Um, I mean, there's a there's a whole historical great connection story behind connection it. to the reason. In it, it was called Blind Gems. Uh, well. Um, pause so I can look this up real fast and strike this from the record. Um, I can't think of it. Yeah, well, this, there there was a, a, a allegedly before my time a character that uh, lived in Oxford who went to all the football games, and I believe he was called Blind Jim, and he was a, considered really good luck for the Rebels. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think yeah. of his last name, but yeah, he was... Um, That's he, the story behind it. There was a real Blind Jim. I don't know if he if was... Why they called him that. You know? mm -hmm. well, the, but, he, the, but he was good luck for the Rebels, and, and he was a well-known and respected and had a lot of friends in town, and the name was taken from, from that. Right? Yeah, yeah. He, um, he was... Um, he... Um, went blind painting the Tallahatchie Bridge, okay. whatever okay. was in the paint or whatever, tar or uh, lead or something, I don't know, but um, but that's that's how he went blind. But then, yeah, he was at every Ole Miss football game, and um, 
he was famous for saying, I've never seen the Rebels lose. Uh, that is right. That yeah. is story. And he wasn't lying. That's right. and, and this was printed on the menus, too, by the way. In the at Blind Gems, you can read the story. Yeah. It was just, I, I, I recollected my part of it. Great character. And I think a great uh, homage to, uh, to him to name that bar Blind Gems. And the whole and there were some amazing musicians that played there. Everybody played there. Yeah, Junior and they all signed. They all signed. Oh yeah, Junior Kimbrough or Earl Burnside. They all signed the wall. There was a musicians' wall. You got Mm -hmm. to sign it, and you know if you played there. So uh, I got to sign it. You know, both signed it. It's and when they restored and renovated the place, they put some like sheetrock over that wall, and so it could be pulled. It could be removed, and you could see all those signatures later on if somebody ever wanted to do that. They didn't paint over it. They just Put something over it that could come down. Kind of so, lacquered it. Yeah. No, I mean it was like a, a, an external sheet of okay. sheetrock or something that was placed over it in a way that didn't mess with the back of the wall. You know. Yeah, the it's front nice. of the wall. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if you go in there now, it, it's physically smaller. Um, the interior space is physically smaller because of um, the faux wall that they put up to preserve. Because they had a mural on the wall, a big painting of Bon Jim, and. Um, and it was just a fun place, and they were really cool about letting us play because, um, you know, I mean, we weren't that good. We were good, you know what I mean? But was that, would you say that was your start, like, with, like, music, at least original, or, like, what did that look like at that time for you? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I had played, I had played some with some friends, and we, you know, had a band, and my mom let us turn the guest bedroom into a band room, and we put, you know, foam egg crate on the walls, and... You know, Grateful Dead posters and stuff. Um, but yeah, this was really where I cut my teeth on playing gigs. Okay. Yeah. And that started when you moved to Oxford for college, or yep. you were all kind of already there. No, no, no. I mean, I, I, I moved. I went to Oxford specifically uh, for college. And, I want to give uh, Ben Hardy a little space here. How yeah, did ben, How did Ben Hardy give get, get into this picture? How um, did y'all meet? I'll. Uh, I knew of his music before I met him. Uh, when I was playing, started playing music with Daniel and David, uh, they let me hear a recording. I think they called it the Gray Papes. The the Gray Papes. Yeah, the Gray Papes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so that's how I, that's the first time I heard him. And so I think it was here at Daniel's farm where I first met you. I think that's right, yeah. Was it for, for one of those porch festival things? That I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Farm Fest. Farm Fest, yeah. yeah. Farm Fest. Talked about it this morning on Jeff's show. Yeah, I did a, a little thing with Jeff Stewart this morning on the local radio, and we talked about Farm Fest for the first time. Because Zach Lloyd, Zachariah Lloyd, had played Farm Fest. And, you know, Zach just played up here last weekend. So check out his new album, by the way. Zachariah Lloyd's got a new album he dropped. Is he uh, going to make it this weekend? Um he is playing in a different, like a songwriter competition this weekend near here, and he says if he gets out in time, he's going to check in with us. So we'll see. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't hold it in two or nothing. Uh, and just, I guess, to bring it all together for all three of y'all, uh, just with Farm Fest, was that something that happened after y'all's time in Oxford? Oh, yes. Yeah, much and, and not to get too far no, ahead I, in the timeline. But it's fine. You zip forward in the timeline quite a bit, and I, I was here, living here full time, and I was really needing an outlet for music and, and uh, you know, living in the middle of, well, center of Mississippi, you know, you're not living in a place that has lots of venues. There's a few, but... So, uh, 
you know, my idea was to gravitate uh, all the musicians I could to my farm at least once a year. Kind usually, of similar to my thing. Usually, it was very, exactly like that, uh, like porch fest, farm fest, same thing. So around my birthday, I would have a birthday party, and uh, but the way farm fest started was I had this uh, red healer named Blue, and I took off and went canoeing well, and from Minnesota into Canada. I think I might have talked about that, and Blue. Uh, passed away while I was gone and it really broke my heart. So I, I threw a memorial service for him one night here and had a campfire, invited a whole bunch of people and a bunch of musicians and this was a long time ago. And uh, that was the, and someone at that very show, an archeologist was here and uh, from Bull Slough, Alabama. And he coined it Farm Fest that first night. And so yearly then I would start having these things and they developed into finally like one of them, we had acts from 10.30 in the morning until two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. Like a dozen bands and acts. Uh, you know, I could just keep naming them. But, uh, and, and one summer I was so bored, I don't, you don't got bored, I had plenty to do, but, but we had a, a farm fest every single month. Now the attendance dwindled on those to, you know, from, 150 down to you know 40 or something it went 30 once you did it every single month but uh and i would have a few bands here every month mm -hmm. and i had a i built a separate stage for that at that time on a flatbed trailer so farm fest went for many years and at one point we had tents all over the place people camping out we had that's people, what i remember people cooking out you know um it it's it was and in the meantime i've been going to festivals like bonnaroo and stuff and i've got all these Big ideas, and I microscaped them here and turned them into turned them into small ideas. And the last one I had, like it, it really looked like a festival. You know, one, one of the one of the bigger ones because I had it. I'd worked so hard on the landscaping and everything, and uh, we had like security and the whole deal. And uh, you know, and we yeah, big them. dude with the AK forty seven. It was a shotgun. It was a it was a combat shotgun that okay. he had walking around with. He was our security guy. You know, we didn't really need it. Jason it, Smith I mean, is his name. Yeah. Jason Smith. Yeah. But it was okay with me in case he didn't need it. You know, whatever. Might have been zombies coming that night. And there's a <laughs> a very nice photograph of that particular oh, weekend. Chad took it. Yeah, Chad, exactly. you took the wet plate. Chad, oh, really? Way, Does good, that still exist? Another mm -hmm. musician has shown up here, and uh, I'm going to just tell you. I talk about him on the uh, podcast all the time. Chad Smith is a man of many talents, but he took a wet plate of that whole farm fest before the sunset including uh the shotgun and the whole it was it's a it's a wonderful picture mitch presley's in that picture it's like i don't know 20 30 people before the sunset yeah wow it's a great uh i got it around here somewhere i'm about to ask you where it was yeah I, th <laughs> I think it's over in the studio up on top of the cabinet i'm relatively sure that's where it's at and i'm glad you mentioned it because there's a lot of blank walls around here in this big room i'm gonna put some cool stuff up including that and, and just to put it somewhat more of a, on a linear scale uh, back to Bo, just for a second is uh you say you grew up in panama city area no i grew up in destin, destin. Uh, i live in i live in panama city beach right now but it's um uh, this is where i this is where god put me for a minute you know yeah and so what led you to oxford mississippi uh, i'm originally from oxford okay so and, uh, my, you always knew you was gonna be a rebel uh, yeah pretty much you know, I thought about going somewhere else, but it was it was just far enough away from Florida where my parents were going were going to come up and surprise me, and um, and it was still home. My grandparents were still alive, and um, 
I have cousins that live in Oxford, and um, and it was just was it was home, but it was far enough away to be college too, you know. And so, what were you into at that time? What did, what did you want to study? Did you have any idea? Uh, well, I was a philosophy major, and um, it's a good study for a musician. Yeah, yeah, for or English you know, yeah, or philosophy. Like, are, you know, I don't know. It's like, what are you going to do with philosophy? I don't know. I guess I'm going to think. Um, no, I mean, the only thing I could have done with that was teach, but um, um, you could be a bouncer. <laughs> I was proud of Larry's a few times. There you go. You know, Patrick Swayze, Roadhouse, philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> that was what his degree from NYU was in. You wow. know, in that movie, you could be a bouncer with a degree in philosophy. There you right go. now, kids, that's what you need to do. <laughs> I would recommend kids not going to college, but neither here nor there. Well, but, I mean, just back to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, they're they're kids out there that are um, you know starting careers and in, in trades that um, that are you know people I, I don't know I'm on off uh, off track here but uh, um, but yeah Dustin and um, you know went to gosh um, I did my freshman year at Ole Miss and then I had this existential crisis and dropped out of college for a minute and went and lived in Los Angeles and I had a cousin that lived out there and uh, was out there for a year, came back to Ole Miss, you know, um, came back to Ole Miss twice. <laughs> At what time in your life did music come into your life? Was music already a part of it before you had went to Oxford? Absolutely. Um, I, um, I started playing when I was 15. Um, and, um, and Was this like church or how did it start for you? Um, no, well, really, what started it was uh, well, what jump started it was uh, I was playing football my sophomore year in college, and ripped half my hamstring out of the back of my left knee. You had a little free time when you uh, had. I had a little free time, and uh, so I started uh, started playing, and they, it was um, I took some lessons, and um, what was the original like? Was it mom and dad playing records, or grandparents, or like? How did yeah? How did you, you know, figure yeah. out you wanted music? I was blessed with parents that listened to the Beatles and um, you know James Taylor and um, you know Simon and Garfunkel and uh, you know I, I like to tell people that I learned to sing. Simon and Garfunkel taught me to sing harmony. That's that's where you know every driving around all over the place. Simon and Garfunkel. I try and put a third uh, part in there and um, and you know Art Garfunkel is he's jumping between the second and the third parts the whole time. So it's like, you know, you really got to figure out, um, you know, where you're going or what, what he's doing so you can work around that. And uh, it's really served me well um, because I can sing harmony just about anything now. And, uh, and I'm good on the spot. Wow. And so any any practice with, like, uh, sight singing or anything like that, you just learned straight from that Garfunkel record? No, I mean, it was just, you know, any Simon and Garfunkel, but it just more than that, I, I sing harmony if I'm in the car driving around. I just sing harmony with whatever so song. music's a big part of your car ride? Oh, absolutely. That's really interesting. I know a lot of people, uh, as they get more involved with music, the less they listen to it in the car, uh, they'll, drive, they'll drive in silence. And that's and and that happens sometimes. I, I just I'll notice that like I've forgotten to turn some music on. I'm just thinking about stuff, and uh, so actually, uh, in the last year, I've been um, I've made more of a, an effort to actually put some music on, 
and it's really strange. I, I, so I've got this like weird, like small anxiety, like what, what should I put on? You know, like, what, that's real. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, um, you know, so I'll, um, yeah. you know, that's, I, I kind of will pick a song that I like and let Spotify go down the rabbit hole. Um, and, um, and I usually end up with some stuff that I want to listen to and end up with, uh, you know, sometimes hearing some stuff that's new and, uh, or maybe not new, but fresh to me. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it's nice and it's, you know, I mean, I remember, you know, it's, thinking the first time I was like, why am I not listening to music? You know, why am I just riding around in silence? You know, I mean, I'm just, you know, either I'm ruminating about something or, you know, at least in the last couple of years, you know, trying to rebuild my life. Um, I, um, yeah, I mean, it's just so cool. like, why am I not listening to music? It's so soothing, it's so nice. And, uh, you know, uh, it was funny, relearning my songs that I'm gonna play tomorrow, I kinda got sick of myself in the car today. And you just listen to yourself <laughs> on the way up? Yeah, I was practicing, you know, trying to, you know, put the lyrics back into the map in my mind. So, uh, just to open it up for the rest of y'all, it's like, what about, like, your car habits? Been through, uh, I mean, when, you, when you're driving headed to work or uh, just out on the air and like, is music a big deal in your car ride as you've gotten older? Or like, what does that look like for you as you were a musician? Yeah, uh, I only have maybe a two minute drive to work. And usually I listen to a local radio station, but the, the local- uh, Since I was on this morning, he did something else. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah I didn't hear it this morning, uh, but for the, for the most part. Oh, you uh, talked about it too. I'm glad you didn't hear. It. We talked about you the whole time. I don't doubt that at all. And I'm uh, not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I almost always have to have something in my head, whether it's a music, uh, audio book, or a podcast. I just I don't listen to your your FM radio much because well, I don't like anything typically on the radio or I've heard or I've heard them a thousand times so I'm always searching for something to listen to something to keep my mind occupied yeah I remember uh, I used to drive from Kennedy to Starkville and it's an hour commute and I got burnt out and I had a friend of mine who was a DJ on the local radio station so and he used to be on the radio during that drive and then he was taking off and uh, the music changed because he wasn't the one putting it on and I was no longer interested. And then I kind of got into podcasting and even then I was like, sometimes I didn't want to just hear people just talk about whatever. And then when I was trying to dial in music, it's kind of like what you were talking about, Bo. It's like, well, I really don't know where to go, but I have a whole hour. Right. Uh, so surely I could find something. Uh, Daniel, in your driving experience, I mean, what do you enjoy? Well, it's uh, it's sort of out of, uh, you know, necessity. You know, my uh, 07 gray uh, V8 five-speed Mustang with a hard top has... Might, might like to hear it. Yeah, it has uh, a radio in it that I can't figure out how to make the Bluetooth work. So I just bought a new Boss radio system and all the trimmings to go in the car that will work with all of that media so I can listen to podcasts or any music I want. But but currently, I'm at the mercy of uh, listening to what's on the radio. So I will listen to uh, public radio 
sometimes, depending on the show, and you know, especially maybe some of the news or something. But uh, I will inevitably flip around and I will find an R&B or a rap station. And I will almost exclusively listen to that while I'm in that car uh, until I get my uh, new radio in. And I fully intend on letting the first solid week of the whole car, I want to let it soak in there and I'm going to listen to R.L. Burnside in that car for a whole week. You know, that's really wild. And I don't know if any of y'all can relate, but like when I'm riding in the car, I get on a rap kick or whatever kind of genre of music it may be. Typically, it's a genre of music I don't play or I know I will never participate in, but I, I really just love having it in my ear, right? Yeah. It's like, it's it's almost like an escape, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I, I know I'll never be like Wu-Tang Clan or whatever, right? But, man, it feels good to ride around with it. Oh, no doubt. I like the honesty in it and in, in, in some of the songs and the authenticity that comes out you know, and R&B and rap and hip-hop, stuff like that. Like, you know, there's a lot of chance taking going on. You know, Absolutely. Especially lyrically. And I really love a good a good lyric that will make you a little bit uncomfortable, possibly. And and then you'll love it immediately. Like, mm-hmm. that's right. And Bo, just to take it back to you, is, um, so, uh, we've covered Farm Fest, we've covered college somewhat, and I don't know if there's any more... Uh, if we need to get any more into the weeds with those two, but maybe since that time, what did life look like since leaving Oxford and getting out of Philadelphia away from Daniel and getting back down to Florida to get it up, I guess, maybe to today, however you want to do that? Um, <clears throat> well, um, I got married in 2003, had a precious, wonderful child in 2004. Miss Emmeline Grace Adams, who is um, a very talented young musician herself, uh, she has a better lead into music than, than I did at her age. I mean, I was I was in college. I was probably 20 before I even picked up a bass. Um, you know, and now bass came first for you? No, no, no. Oh. guitar came first. Okay. Uh, and um, but um, but I mean, I'm you know multi instrumentalist now. But um, but my daughter, who's 17 plays guitar, she also plays a little piano, she plays mm-hmm. a little bass, she's got a violin that she never uses, but um, but I think she could probably pick it up and figure something out with it, and um, and, um, and she's a good writer, I mean, uh, and she has promised me that we were going to play a gig together before she goes to college, she's 17 now, she's going to Boulder in the fall, and right uh, so, um, yeah, we got about a month left until the date of that gig, which I think is July 27th, um, and uh, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, it's going to be really wonderful. Um, but um, but so back to my timeline. Um, I um, uh, you know, I was married five years and um, ended up divorcing and um, trying to put my life back together. Then um, you know, flash forward, uh, just. Working, playing music, um, trying to move around the southeast to follow my ex-wife, wherever. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success my child was and um and um and then playing music uh and i really started gigging hard um about 15 years ago um and um you know to a point now where i feel confident every time i go into a place and um you know i'm full-time musician now but um but yeah i got married again uh, about five years ago and um I did some stupid things, and a uh, combination, you know, combine that with COVID and, um, you know, a couple other factors, I am now divorced again and uh, putting my life back together again, and um, it's tough. It's been tough, and like I said earlier, there's a lot of pain in my music right now, but um, but I really feel like God has me on the right track, moving in the right direction, and doing the right things in my life now, and, and that feels really good, you know? I mean, um, I'm... You know, music's good for me. You know, I feel a slew of songs coming on after this weekend. You know, being around these writers uh, tonight and tomorrow. I think that's what's real special about what uh, Daniel's put together for this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to to really listen. And we were supposed to meet over a year ago. You were scheduled to play at uh, Porch Fest. Porch Fest, that's right. Yeah. And uh, I know you had some family things going on. Yeah. But uh, just to bring it up to today, and this really opens it up for all of us, and we'll begin to walk it out of the door, is um, you drove up from a gig in Florida today. Yeah, had a gig from 11 to 2 today. And uh, you moseyed on up here to Neshoba County. Absolutely. When's the last time you've been here? Uh, It was um, right after, it was right before New Year's, right after Christmas. Um, and so I think Daniel Sharp is an incredible human being when it comes to putting something like this weekend together. And so, Daniel, you've been doing this for some time. Maybe Ben can speak on it as well. It's just far as creating an event to just draw a whole lot of talent in one place at one time. It all started on this flatbed trailer right after this goat cooking. It's called <laughs> The Goat Cooking. And uh, Ben and I and Dave Lauderdale played at it. And the morning after, and it was cold that night. And we had a tent. Yeah, I brought cold. a big tent. We ended up playing real late and staying, but none of us had brought sleeping bags 
or pillows or any of this, but we had the tent mm. and it got cold and the three of us slept in that tent. Did you snuggle? And, uh, I know. I don't think we <laughs> slept. I don't, we might, I don't think anybody slept too much because it was a little chilly, but it wasn't so much it would drive you away from there. But uh, next morning, we're breaking down. It was at... You know, whatever. It was at dawn. I mean... It was at dawn. Yeah, we were ready to roll. You and I were just uh, just sitting up talking because it was too cold to on sleep. On the flatbed that we played on. And, mm-hmm. and watching the sun we rise. We had a conversation about... How did y'all's relationship kick up, by the way? How the hell did y'all two meet? Well, um, we started playing together. We already knew of each other. And, you know, I might as well let the cat out of the bag. We are distant cousins, not like first cousins or nothing. But we, we have a, a family name. And, for instance, some of uh, Ben's kinfolk owned the land that connects to my uncle's land. Okay. Uh, which connects to my land. Mm-hmm. So back in back in the day, I think we're fifth cousins. Yeah, I believe that's somewhere around fifth cousins. But see, his just his, outside. Yeah, his his brother and I uh, already knew each other. You know, from uh, many things. You know, Andy, his brother, is a percussionist and a fine one at that, a musician in general, and also a DJ. And and he DJed a lot of parties and stuff. But uh, Ben and I started playing music together probably around the time me and David started playing music together. Wouldn't you say? I think so. Uh, I think when we first got to talking about playing music together, you and David were playing a, I think it was maybe a Christmas party or an engagement party at my sister's house. Oh, yeah. And I remember walking in and here. You sure that wasn't me and Jonathan? It might have been. It was me and Jonathan Parkinson. Okay. But I remember walking in and hearing you sing Rocky Raccoon. Mm-hmm. And that's not a song I hear covered very much. Yeah, we were at J.D. Irish at okay. that time, yeah. Jonathan and I. I remember that place. And, uh, yeah, we so we uh, were playing that that whatever, Christmas party. Is what I think it was, that's what it was. Yeah. And, uh, and Old fancy Christmas party. That was fun. Yeah, and that it, was and it was pretty fancy, yeah. You know, um, it was quite fancy, but but uh, it was also not fancy. It was it was right. Very, just it was everybody we know. You know what I mean? So it's fancy as that gets, but it was a nice party. I, I will say that, yeah. But I always, you know, parties like that sort of feel like an outsider, and so uh, I think Chalmers Chalmers was there. But I, you know. When I walk in, I hear hey, y'all playing Rocky Raccoon. Y'all took yeah. a break, and I went straight over there, and I felt like, and I'll hold on a red card. And I don't think you'll take offense to this. So I was like, hey, let me go talk to this other weirdo. <laughs> I don't we, think you know. was there, so it's <laughs> irrelevant to the story. We haven't even said who that is. But yes, we uh, we discussed playing. I think that night, and we did immediately after that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ben started playing with David and I in All Around Hounds a whole lot of time. Like he was, he was, he was up in there. We got some awesome Echo Lounge recordings and some uh, photographs and uh, lots of shows that the world it, may never hear. Yeah, and to use some of your language, like some great stories of which we'll never tell yeah, in well, public. And as far as me, I mean, I, I don't remember the stories anyway. You have to cue me on that. <laughs> um, 
But I had a really great ability to, to at the end of the night, when, you know, you make photos at the end of the night, you're unpacked up, and everybody's getting photos and stuff. It's usually how that went, the Echo Lounge. I had this really good ability to make sure that I knew the photos were coming, you see. So uh, I would make sure that I looked like the most sober and steady person in the whole photograph, because everybody else would be, you know, not looking like that, and they weren't mm. thinking about it. So I can go back and look at all those Echo Lounge, and I'm just a rock, I'm just a stone-faced posing rock of perfect, you know, conservative values. <laughs> and all those pictures, you know, I, I, I purposely did that for the juxtaposition of the two. Everybody else is like making wild faces and stuff. But you always look at me and I'm like one of those 1820s photographs when they make you stand perfectly still, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Chad can speak on that. Uh, <laughs> and I think we had, or the Hound, Daniel and David had a, I think it was every Tuesday night at the Echo Lounge for roughly a year. So we get through playing around oh, one, and then I just turn around. Mississippi, it's Tuesday night. Drive from Meridian back home, get up and go to work at 8 o'clock next morning. How'd that feel? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> and, I was, and I was, and I was, you know, sober. I wasn't going to take a chance on getting a DUI. Oh, yeah, Ben was on his perfect <laughs> behavior. And that's why he looks a little... You know, some of the photographs you, you don't know, but Ben's having He's a little better off than everybody else. I was, was going to try to look better than Ben so it made everybody think that he was the one that was not acting right. Because, you, know? you know, MySpace would blow you up back then. We used to yeah. blow that stuff up on MySpace. <laughs> yeah. MySpace. Wow. Tom yeah. was such a hero. He was my friend. Was Tom your friend? Oh, he was everybody's friend. <laughs> I thought he and was you're an friend. asshole if you removed him. <laughs> right. Hey. Yeah. Hey, he was one of my top friends. Yeah, he was everybody's top friend. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I want to I want to bring it up to this weekend, and then I've got three questions for Bo, and then we'll walk it out the door. All right. Is uh, just around the horn, Daniel. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me down for this weekend, and I'm so excited to be around all these singer songwriters, and to get to know a lot of your friends. Um, what does this make? What does this weekend mean to uh, to each of y'all? Well, to me, it's it's just like something I've always done. And many months ago, I formulated this plan in my mind. I said to myself, uh, how cool would it be to get some of the my favorite and the best songwriters I know to show up at my fair cabin porch and record them mm. live and give them the sets so they can do as they please with them. And, you know, I might play, too. I haven't even decided yet, but I'll be better. Yeah, I'll, I'll play. <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously going to play. Right. But uh, and then maybe months ago, I was like, I'll work this whole set of new material up. You know how that goes with me. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, that's not to say, yes, I'm going to play. I mean, why would I miss that opportunity and that fun? But I want to just do it. It's, it's not complicated. I like to bring uh, musicians and artists together, especially ones that don't know each other, do something really cool and create a moment in time, you know, get some mojo going, because uh, that's what it's all about. Yeah, yesterday is gone, and tomorrow is unwritten. And if you want to listen closely to what I'm about to say, all we have is the moment. Today, today is the day that we're living our lives. Mm. Yesterday's gone, tomorrow's unwritten. We've got this moment where I'm sitting here with four dear friends, doing a cool podcast. You know, why do we do this tonight? Because it's cool. Because it's fun. Mm -hmm. Because uh, we can. That's how I wanted to open it. Yeah, because we can. And uh, that's what it's all about. It's it's uh, 
and you know selfishly later on if I see any of this material or if we do anything cool with it you know maybe we make a video maybe we don't maybe we release an album maybe we don't I don't know hmm. I like knowing that uh, I somehow in my own way influenced the universe and the world like without me standing over there at the studio early one morning as the sun broke drinking coffee and thinking okay need a cool show like this and then this getting everybody together and, and making it all you know organizing it all it wouldn't exist so by the time we get the recordings and have the good time tomorrow <coughs> I like knowing that uh, you know I, I in some small way I influenced life itself and the events of life with those ideas that would not have existed if I didn't make a make a motion and push something or pull something so I'm just pushing and pulling reality Dan, what say you? What I say is half of what Daniel says is just filling up air. That is a, a popular opinion sometimes. <laughs> no, I think a weekend like this for me, I get to, to hang around uh, interesting people and listen to great music. And uh, a lot of people that I already know uh, this weekend or I feel a kinship there and that I don't often feel and I mean I do too right, 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 when you, right when you pulled up dude I was like I was like that's that's my buddy you know yeah and and we've only met and you're we've both met, gingers we, yeah we, we are that <laughs> yes, yes. so we got three things in common yeah. but like we, we got to make music together at your cabin a couple weeks ago and mm-hmm. then like we're both got red hair yeah and uh and if we walk outside I'm the right raven haired person here in this room if we walk outside right now, we might get moon burned. Yeah. You know, it's possible. Who knows? <laughs> so that's Bring the moon block. <laughs> so, uh, Bo, I mean, what's this weekend like for you? Uh, this is um, this is dusting off the cobwebs, relearning some of my material, kind of rewriting some of it as I'm in the car today listening to it. Um, uh, I get to be around... Some musicians that I think are really good songwriters, and um, and um, you know, it's you know, as Daniel said, it's a, it's a moment in time. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's something that uh, I mean, I always remember the one porch fest that I came to play. Um, you know, and speaking well, farm of farm fest, Alan's farm got porch. Yeah, my that's our Alan's got porch fest. For, I got yeah, farm, farm fest. fest. That's that's. Let it slide. Yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> we discussed it for you know. Yeah. It's 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 very similar. Um, but yeah, but yeah the, the the one farm fest I came for it was, it was so much fun and camping out, um, you know, right outside here and and um, and uh, we were talking. We've been talking about David Lauderdale, and uh, there's a moment I want to mention with him. So it was it was early in the morning, and and like. Dave didn't have any food, and he was hungry. I was wondering what the story was because I got plenty of Lauderdale stories from Farm Fest. I'm like, oh no, is oh he no gonna, which one's he gonna tell? Yeah, this is a tame one. Yeah, no, okay. this, this is a tame one. But this was this is a, uh, a you know it was a good moment. But anyway, I, I brought my camping grill and I had um, it was really ambitious. I had bacon and eggs and, and uh, toast. And um, and um, he, I didn't have an extra fork, so he ate it with his hands. But um, but it was just a nice moment. We sat and visited, and uh, something that I always remember. I was, you know, God rest his soul. Always really enjoyed him. Um, and I'll say something about Lauderdale and you and me. And we missed a point in there. We all had a band together called the Gray 
Papes. We mentioned this earlier. Ben mentioned yeah. it. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. I was up on the know, And, and Bo had those shows recorded at the two-stick. And I have, uh, I think I have them. He's got them. You have a, I don't have them yeah. anymore. Well, I mean, I only, I've got... I got two songs, I think, from that. From I think I show. have, I believe I have one show on my computer and one show in my super secret vault. But uh, the one show on my computer is you and I in Lauderdale. Yeah. And, I uh, had a, so he burned me a disc. And there. we played, oh, there yeah. was J, JT Lack, throw his name in there, he played with us. Now, yeah, JT Lack is, uh, he's the man. Let's see, we had uh, we had some good shows. Like Jamie that. Posey uh, played one with us. He sure did. Yeah. Of Rocket 88. Rocket 88. Yeah. Uh, so those, uh, and there are unique songs on those live shows. It was like board recordings, basically. But uh, they're really groovy. So uh, Bo and, you know, and David played together, and I also played. But uh, I love having all of my friends uh, from those those handful of shows, which, by the way, have awesome posters uh, <clears throat> made. Uh, and uh, I still have those posters. You know? I still have them too. They, yeah, they're really good. Posters. And Scott. And Scott Bear. And uh, we, you know, I did a podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we discussed Ann Scott and uh, ex- extremely great artist. Tell some good stories. But those posters, you know, go link up with my old Jeremiah Free posters and you know some other posters. But uh, <clears throat> moving forward, before we get out of here, Bo and I. Used to, he used to come and we'd write songs over in the studio. And uh, one of my favorite songs of <clears throat> mine that I've ever written is a song Bo and I wrote together over at the studio. And, oh, uh, yeah, please do. And we sh- maybe we should do that collab while please we're do. here. Please do. And uh, and I think Ben should play let, too. Let me, I think Ben should play too. Let, let me ask my three questions to you, Bo, and then sure. we'll, we'll do just that. Go, yeah, go. Is uh, number, number one. What was your favorite part about this interview? Um, my favorite part about this interview was remembering some stuff. You know, jog, jogging the memory and um, thinking about college and, you know, how Daniel and I started our friendship and meeting Ben and, and um, you know, flashing forward. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of nostalgia and there was a good piece of that tonight. Right on. Yeah. Number two, for those listening, uh, how do they connect with you on social media? And where can they find some of your music? Um, well, uh, I am unfortunately really bad at that. Ha, me too. Uh, um, I have a <laughs> Facebook. He's a legend of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, if you look up Bo Adams in Inlet Beach, Florida, right now my profile picture, I'll keep it, I'm going to keep it up for a long time, but... Um, it's uh, an illegal picture that I got in William Faulkner's writing room at Roanoke. It's me and the guitar, and it looks like it's nighttime, but it's not. It's daytime. Um, and uh, if you look up Bo Adams in Inlet Beach, Florida, and you click on sort of a dark picture, and you see William Faulkner's writing room where he you know, wrote his outline on the wall, um, that's me. Um, you can further from there go like Bo Adams' music on Facebook, uh, but... Um, you know, here before I move to Memphis, I'm in November. I'm on business up on um, on website and um, all the uh, you know all the things. You know, um, try and get somebody to help me with that. There's um, a good friend of mine, um, Jamie Franz, who uh, is um, 
likes to kick me in the ass sometimes about uh, not doing as much as I can, leveraging my contacts and um, uh, and putting myself out there. I just work so daggum much. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's the answer to that question. Bo Adams, Inlet Beach, Florida, and uh, look for the picture of me playing a Gibson Hummingbird in William Faulkner's writing room. Last question. Walking it out the door. We got Ben Hardy in position. <laughs> There's something ominous about that statement. <laughs> <laughs> what song are we about to hear? Oh, you want to tell it? Yeah, we're about to hear a song, Dublin, that Daniel and I wrote together. He sings it and I sing back up. Um, but uh, we wrote it uh, 20 yards away over in what's now the studio that, um, that used to be uh, Daniel's house, which... Um, um, I um, actually that's a funny story real quick uh, Daniel was going to sleep at his parents house and and uh, he told me about this recording that he got this blank recording where uh, where some sort of spirit said an EVP an EVP electronic voice phenomena I used to be into that uh, yeah those. and I could get them I could catch them I can catch an EVP quicker than you can you can catch uh, a snipe yeah, so uh, so he said. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty Give me good. Give me snipe, huh? Right. Yeah. I took a um, what's it called? A yuppie snipe. Oh, outstanding! Yeah, get a grocery bag. Come out here, with me. <laughs> I love life. <laughs> um, but yeah, so apparently this uh, this EVP, you know, voice whispered, "Go ahead, do it." And he was like, all right, there's a 22 on top of the fridge. If you feel like you need to fire off a few rounds into the night, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Have a good night. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like man. I like to tell my guests where to get, get, a, get a hold of some cold, hard steel. <laughs> you, you never know. I'll tell, I'll tell Anyway. So we, wrote, we, did a, we did sessions, and we did uh, many songs. And uh, one of the songs we wrote is called Dublin. And... Uh, Maybe we should just play Dublin. And Ben has played Dublin a, a lot with us too, so he already knows this song. With the Echo, me and David used to play Dublin quite a bit. Driving through Dublin on my way through the Mississippi Delta on a lonesome stretch of highway. I felt a little bit lost. Well, I saw no man on the side of the road and I pulled on over and he sat down the floor. Said, Son, what's your name? Don't worry about my dog when he's halfway tame. Well, I've lived here just about all my life. In that farmhouse over yonder, said I raised three kids and my wife. Say you want to know just where this road goes. Well, to tell you the truth, son, I really don't know. So they took my tractor when the crop failed in 72. They brought the FSA man and he took a quarter section too. Oldest to an untimely death. 
This old road gets beneath you Well, you never know where it just might lead you So keep it between the lines And be sure you read all the signs And don't stop for the devil if he's hitching a ride Yeah, just put on the gas And tell the old devil he can kiss your ass Look out for the curves and ditches Lord, keep your eyes on them sons of bitches This road to take you as far as you can drive or walk or ride This old road might take you to the other side And I wasn't quite the same when I finally come back through. And it took my son to Pontrang Valley in 1966. And from the things he saw, well, that boy just couldn't be fixed. And it took Granddaddy to Jackson in 44. Brought him back home after they won the war. Be good for a little to a cop. Them old times is pretty much forgotten. It's a whole road. Just might leave you, so keep it between the lines 
And be sure you read all the signs And don't stop for the devil if he said you right Yeah, just put on the gas And tell the old devil he can kiss your ass Look out for the curves and ditches Lord, keep your eyes on them sons of bitches This road take you as far as you can drive or walk or ride This old road might take you to the other side your ass. Look out for the curves and ditches. Lord, keep your eyes on them sons of bitches. This road will take you as far as you can drive or walk or ride. This old road might take you to the other side. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.